What's up, man? How you doing? Ah, pretty good. Yourself? <laughs> Not too bad, dude. Just, uh... I was tinkering with my car before, uh... Before the show... Before I called you, and I for, which I almost forgot. <laughs> yeah, that's alright. That's alright. What are you, uh, what are you doing nice. in the race car there? Are you getting ready for LS Fest, or...? I'm, try I'm trying to. So... Okay. There's, uh... there's, like, nothing in it is complete, so I'm trying, though. It's... That's a pain in my it's ass. It's the worst when you take the race car to the track, and you know you have to do, like, several hours of work at the track. Uh, that's probably what's going to Then you get there, you're like, man, I wish I had this, which is, like, in the garage. Mm-hmm. Or a hoist. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'd, I'd better not need a hoist. I'll be so pissed. That's, what, that's why you got to have good friends and uh, good shops helping you out, I guess. I will definitely be hitting the Sorrentins up if that's an issue. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so are we are we live, or do you want to start now, or are we we rolling, or? Yeah, yeah, we're oh. rolling, man. I was just about to tell you to introduce okay. yourself. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, my name's John Bernstead. Uh, I race for Zesty on Tires here in uh, Canada. I race in our Spec D, uh, which is a Formula Drift Pro Two Pro M licensing series. Or, so. Yeah, and uh, theater series, yeah, 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 it's actually a good time. Are you cracking a beer there? Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm having one here too. It's uh, Bell River Brewery Jamboree Cream Ale, it's pretty delicious. Uh, but so, so is PBR. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's terrible. Hey, man, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I've been uh, racing a part of the series, I want to say, for four or five years now. And okay, what's the highest you've uh, I tied Connor Ganson for second in the series in 2017, where we got our Pro 2 license and we went down to Atlanta with it. <laughs> <How'd> that <laughs> terrible, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's a long drive. Are you guys on the east coast? Or the uh, west we're coast? west coast, so yeah, okay, it's like so a, that's a really long drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a 35 hour drive. I can only imagine. Yeah, so we, we went down there, and we were all set up to go. And then we went to go into practice down there, and we had issue after issue. It was just, like, intake piping blowing off and uh, clutches, like, disintegrating and having to replace clutches there at the track, which was just a complete nightmare. And so we actually, like, we got everything kind of sorted. We had the car ready for basically the second practice down there and then we ended up stuffing it into the wall returning back up the hill there <laughs> so yeah wow that was last year yeah 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 it was uh not a good time <laughs> damn dude yeah. uh what is it that you drive and what do you have done to your uh, it is uh basically a 90 i want to say 93 rx7 so an fd rx7 it's a right-hand drive, which I wish it was left-hand drive. And we just have uh, basically just a, a street-ported engine with a GT35R turbo. And we have cool stuff like water mass and basically just like all the real good essential goodies to get it to run. We make around like 430 horse and yeah, it's it's a lot of power and a lot of fun for our series. So. Mm -hmm. You showed up to Atlanta with 400? Yeah, yeah. We uh, were definitely way under power for, like, the size of tire that we needed to run and, like, the weight. 
So like, oh, yo, man. yeah, like the regular, like we usually run like as I think you know, is like a Crova or a Gredge depending on our track, and they're like a Crova, which is like basically if we need more wheel speed, we'll like run a Crova because it's easier to spin. It's like a 280 treadwear. And then we can move to a Gredge, which is like basically either 240 or 180, depending on how much grip we want. And we went from like a 235 tire to like a 255 and super aggressive, super grippy. So it was not a good time. That's probably why we had issues with the clutch. And then also before we went down, the car weighed 2,400 pounds with me in it. And we went down to Atlanta. Uh, we were 3,000 pounds with me in it. So it's just like combination of like way bigger tires and like way heavier was not a good time with that amount of power. Uh, what kind of air pressures were you trying to run to keep up with everything? Uh, it was like crazy amount of air pressures, like 50 psi, 60 psi, which is not going to happen, right? So those guys, yeah, they're throwing down like crazy power compared to us. So like we were just. I don't know. I want to say way out of our league, I guess, when it comes to power. That was awkward. Just a little bit. Who's that? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, it's something from Trailer Park Boys, and I just all I did was <laughs> unlock my phone, and it started playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry no, about that. No, and then what, since you guys are coming, since you're driving Canada, which isn't exactly around the yeah. corner, um, what was their, your, fuel, your fuel cost like uh, I won't, just to get to Atlanta? To get there and back, we spent 2600 on it, just on fuel alone. Oh, okay. oh yeah, like, I just, I was kind of wishing, like, it would kind of be nice, because, like, in our series, like, Spec D, if you're coming from out of province or from a certain distance away, they cover your entry fees. It'd be, it'd be really nice if uh, FD did something like that just to, like, help support the guys coming down from a distance or even from Seattle or something like that because almost every single Pro 2 round is southern states. Like, yeah, now it's uh, Florida, Georgia, Texas. Where else are they now? St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're running from, like, the southern states, like, you're so much better set up to run Pro 2. Like, it's way easier, way cheaper. But if you're from, like, the northwest or anything like that you're you're kind of done right yeah that's that's a lot of, if you don't mind me asking how much did it cost to to pay to register for one round of i want to say it was 750 us Ugh. i know which, which is which is rough right and like i think that's what we pay for a whole season yeah even. yeah same here <laughs> so then like on top of that you only get like two practice sessions which are very short and for us even shorter so yeah it's, it's it would be really nice to kind of have like a two-day thing that the pros had just so you get your car set up and get dialed but it's not really the case it's kind of just like a, a mad panic all at once i guess yeah i can see that how many runs did you do you think you got in like actual good dialed runs where like i felt good zero zero good runs we had like we had Jesus. two runs where we had issues, and then our last run we like stuffed into the wall. Like we hit so hard, I thought like I remember to this day like I was I thought I was chasing Reader in the run, and that's the way I remember it. But like looking back at pictures and videos, it was uh, Kevin Lawrence. So yeah, it was kind of a bit of a, a hard hit, I guess. <laughs> same, 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 
same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely but, different chassis. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It like Pro Two could definitely be set up a lot better just for all the prime guys to kind of get into it one way or another. Like either if it's just more practice time, smaller tire size, or like a I don't know, like a lesser weight restriction. Like almost every single car there is adding weight into the car. Like I don't know much about 240 SXs, but do you know like a 240 SX weighs like stripped out? Mm-mm. God, I hate those things. Yeah, I hate them too. They're so easy to drive. No offense to anybody who drives on their own. So They're I'm, like, I'm, have you ever drifted one? They're like cheating, man. <laughs> are they really that easy? Yeah, to like drive? so I came from drifting like an 886 with a 13B REW that we swapped into it. And uh-huh. we kind of like always were struggling with that. And then Zestino Tires, they picked us up. And like for whatever reason, I do not know why. And But it's like been a complete blessing because it allowed us to do so much better with like the FDR 7 But then after we wrote the car off in Atlanta, they had a like a backup car that we could borrow just to kind of help us finish the series in spec D. And it was like an LS Power 240. And it didn't make the, like a whole lot of power, but it's just so much easier to drive. Like I could not believe how easy it was to drive a 240. It's really that damn. I gotta. I gotta have. I'm gonna have to try one out. <laughs> You've never driven one though. No, I have no desire to drive one to be honest. <laughs> but they're like they're cheating, man. They're so easy to drift. Damn it! I gotta. I really want to try this now, just to say, you know. Yeah. Try. yeah. What like what have you driven then? Basically, like what's your kind of uh, drifting background? Uh, that would be my shitbox, my CTSV, my first one. Yeah. And then um, my BMW with an. I've never drifted without an LS. I start, and then um, I think the only other one would be. My um, my friend Edder, he drives a GTO, one of the newer ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And for some reason, he was like, "Here, drive it." And I was like, "Okay." And that's when I was not to say that I'm good now, yeah. but that's when I was. I still couldn't even link a track. Yeah. So you're still learning how to drive, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm one of those idiots that just decided, like, "Hey, I'm all in." Yeah. Yeah. Like, why'd you even pick, like, a CTS? Like, how'd you even, like, like this is the chassis I want to do. Like, how'd that even start? Like, that seems insane to me. Uh, well, originally, that's what I first ever, like, went to a track in. Uh, that's kind of, like, it was one of my dream cars for such a long time. Yeah. And, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't ever, when I fell, when I finally went to, like, a drift event, and I was like, man, like, this is awesome. So, I was like... I want to do this, and then I bought a V after that. Yeah. My first one. But in between that time, I actually bought an E36. Uh, I started getting parts together for it to do like a uh, the 5.0 swap out of the Mustang. Yeah. And then I had a move, so I sold everything. Yeah. I had the V, wrecked the V, so I took the motor out, put in the BMW. And then obviously I wrecked the BMW last year. And then I was like, I think I want to do the V because I found two of them for like dirt cheap now I've now I have owned a total of four of them <laughs> so it's uh like I have like a sh- I have an extra shell 
because I know I'm gonna wreck this one. Yeah. Like it just, it's, well, yeah. it's inevitable. Drift cars, they're basically disposable. So like uh -huh. we're getting set up to do RX-8s because the RX-8 had the worst rotary engine of all time in the, the Renesis. They were absolute garbage. So then nobody wants mm. them here. You can pick up an RX-8 for next to nothing. So first. that makes sense as to why Jacob got one. <laughs> Who's Jacob? You know, uh, Jake, Jacob's the dude that, that does uh, Piston Head Productions. Oh, okay. Uh, he does like all of the uh, the media for uh, Sexsmith. Oh, okay. Bradley, Bradley Sexsmith. Yeah, and uh, he he's doing an RX-8 with like a uh, a 4G63. Oh, really? Yeah. That with is like, sick. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely check out his podcast, dude. It's super... It's He wants to do that with, like, a CD009 behind it, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Oh. Um, I think that's what I heard, but I was like, damn, with 4G63, there's not enough people who do that swap. Like, and, like, how much power is he looking to make with that? I think he said, like, 400 wheel. Yeah, that's more than enough for, like, Pro-Am stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't even know what I'm doing. What, what are you putting down at the most? You said, like, 420? Uh, yeah, two weeks ago, yeah, we downloaded, like, our highest number was, like, 438. How big of a turbo are you running? Uh, GT35R. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about turbos, so I'm just going to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty sweet turbo, Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So, yeah. What trans are you running? I didn't, if you said it earlier, I missed it. Running Factory Arc 7 transmissions. And we have definitely thought about going to other trannies, and I'd love to go to Dogbox. But right now, it kind of seems like it's just easier to have several stock FD transmissions on the go. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Like, we, like right now, like we've, we've blown transmissions out of the track, and we can replace them in about an hour. So, you just have to you have the I... right hookup for them. <laughs> I know, right? Because I remember uh, Sean was on, and he was telling me he was tired of. He spent so much money on transmissions once year, one year, that it would have been cheaper for him just to get a dog box. Yeah, and that's kind of feeling like where I should have gone on like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Sean. How, much have, Sean how many have you blown on trans? Uh, I have actually lost track. Well, lucky you. <laughs> I want to say probably like four or five. Yeah, which LS five, Yeah, which isn't like that bad. So I used to run like the eight six there with the thirteen B, and mm -hmm. we went through five rear ends in one year. Are those super expensive to get, or they're just like whatever? Uh, yeah, they kind of like they're trying to like they're kind of tricky to get your hands on. I guess we actually ended up eventually going to like a, a winter's quick change in those. Oh shit! You didn't transfer it over? Nah, the winter's quick change. No, because it's for a solder end. Oh, okay. Yeah, and this RX-7 really isn't mine, so I can't really throw that much money into it. If that makes sense. You're driving a car that's not yours. Yeah. So uh, how does that work? Zestino Tires actually they they picked me up for the 2017 season there when we did so good, and yeah, so. We basically represent Zestino Tires, and we help them get their name out there, and they provide a, a car for us to use. And all we have to do is maintain the car and keep it running, and make sure it's ready to race. That is not a bad gig at all. I would not complain about that. No, it is. I, I don't know. I'm super lucky, and I have no idea why or how they chose me, but 
I really appreciate it every single day, I guess. Um, I would uh, take it where I get it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, going from an 88.6 to, like, an FDR 7 they're always yeah. kind of like the, the dream car for me. And then it's kind of like, oh, okay, I kind of try not to crash one of these because they're very expensive to replace. And then uh, do they have anything in the rear as far as – are you, like, fully um, – sorry, I have the hiccups. Uh, fiberglass rear end or – you still all metal. It's back there. Right now, like everything basically behind um so like where the fuel cell used to sit and all that's all cut out. So it's all just like sheet metal back there, but it's the entire trunk area is hollowed out. So you basically just have like a bash bar, so if anything does happen, it's really easy to kinda of bash the steel back into place. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I always I really want to do, like, the fiberglass stuff, but it's so expensive, man. Yeah, and, like, uh, like on the 886 that we did, we did mm-hmm. all of our own carbon fiber panels for, like, the rear hatch, the hood, and everything like that. And even, like, building parts yourself, just the price of resin is so expensive. Like, you end up actually even spending more money if you're building parts yourself, so. But. Yeah, because you're not going to buy, like, in bulk. Oh yeah, like even if you do though, it's like I have, honestly have no idea how these companies make money making body parts. Yeah, it's. I know that uh, like we have Big Duck Club down here, and they do. I don't know how they do like financially. I assume they do. I hope they do well. <laughs> uh, but even him, like he's like, I had him on an episode. He was telling me he's like, I my resident is like special for me. Like no one else can buy it. Oh really. Kind of baller, man. <laughs> yeah, that's my special resin. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Which, what I actually thought would always be like a great idea for drift cars. Like, we went down actually last weekend. I went down with one of the guys I race against, helped get him set up down in Seattle down there. And because he wants to run uh, Evergreen Drift and uh, Spec D. So we had like we went down there just for one of their practices, and all those guys in practice, like it's absolutely insane how they throw down practice. Like you look around, like just kind of like the the lot, I guess, of all the cars, and every single one's kind of like the back end's kind of like dented here and there, and all the doors. Like what is going on out here? But then once practice actually started, it made so much sense. Like those guys are absolutely wild, like door to door action all the time, all practice long. I thought it'd be like a wicked idea to actually have uh, body panels made of like kind of like the same thing as like a factory front bumper where you could just hit it, bends back in place like ABS plastic, whatever the heck it's made out of. I have no idea why the big companies are not doing that. There's one company over here called. Um, mm, uh, we're friends on Facebook. That's all I know. Oh, yeah. K- KDB body kits. Oh, okay. Uh, and he he does polyurethane kits. Yeah, like, that would be where it's at. Like, Dude, I have no idea why these companies are not doing this more often. Like, I don't know. I don't think they had, he has anything for uh, for an RX. I'm not 100% certain of it. But, dude, like, I've, their shit is awesome. Like, I, I, I'm not yeah. into aftermarket body kits. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, the number one reason I don't like um, Japanese cars or Japanese styling. Um, mm-hmm. So... But this guy's kits, like, yeah, he, yeah, they're aftermarket kits, and they do have that lower look to it where it, you know, makes your car look lower and whatnot, but 
it's super solid because you could just run that shit over. Like in one of their ads, like this dude just he runs over um, a front bumper with his F one fifty, and it just pop, yeah. it pops right back to normal. Well, yeah, that's that's what you need because like drifting is such a contact sport. Like, yeah, it's smash and dash. Like it is absolute carnage. Like, I don't know, it's wild. So I don't know why we all have like these fragile fiberglass kits and like crack even when you put like you're putting them on the car like <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> like, like, if, if you're doing single... if you're like doing it by yourself and you have to put like one side of the bumper on first and you go to lift up the other side and you crack yeah. it <laughs> it can happen it's it sucks oh yeah it's wow like i've kind of gotten to the point where i've stopped really caring about small cracks here and there because it's such a contact sport and if you're not treating it like a contact sport it's kind of it's really boring very fast yeah look i like and i thought i like certain flair i like i don't get me wrong i like like lip kits you know i like a little pizzazz but i don't like when you know when you see like a full-on kit i will i would be lying though if i said i didn't like the super doof kit i think i think they make a really good looking kit who's this uh super doof the uh what the 2f performance kit yeah 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 yeah, like we're yeah, like we're running like a full on like a, basically like a rocket bunny kit there from Trademark Auto. Mm-hmm. So like our car is all full wide bodied and it looks I don't know it's got all the flare and pizzazz, but yeah, it's just fiberglass though. And when when you first got into the sport, like what was your like what made you get into pro am? What was your deal? Like, what, what kind of... So, kind of like how it first started is we used to do, you know, a lot of, like, a whole bunch of street drifting, and we built the, the super fast curl, so we went from, like, a 20 valve... In Mexico, It's probably, right? like, 100... Yeah, like, in Mexico, 120 horsepower to basically uh, 13B at, like, 16 PSI boost, making around 400 horsepower, 380, something like that, and a super light chassis and stuff started getting carried away very fast. And I actually moved from Red Deer to Edmonton, which is like where Spec D is based out of. Mm-hmm. And somebody recommended going off the track, and I went off the track, and I was like, oh my god, there's a place to do this where you're not gonna get arrested to drifting around everywhere. So that's how we kind of got started there, was just started going to practice. And then we went to go like compete in like an amateur event and we actually blew up the rear end in the Corolla. Nice. So then we replaced the rear end in the Corolla overnight, like, at the track. And the next day they had, like, a pro-am event. And I was like, hey, like, I paid entry fees, but I wasn't able to compete. Can I compete in the, the pro-am? And they let us compete. And we obviously did not qualify in our first event. But it was just, I don't know, it was just such a surreal experience to go and see something like that where you don't have to worry about the police and you can do it in such like a, a controlled environment where when you're drifting on the streets like you think you're the greatest drifter of all time so it's so simple then you go to the track and you realize how much you actually do kind of suck compared to everyone you can't, else like hold a lot like, it's wild yeah, yeah i can see that i've it's, never done it so yeah drifting? no like i don't like having that feeling of uh being on well not necessarily not being on the edge i don't like having that feeling of like you have to like look, watch out. Yeah, I would definitely. Looking back, I wish I would never would have ever did street drifting at all. But it was just something that we did, and it was very stupid. And I'm happy that kind of found 
expect I guess, really. Don't have to worry about hurting anyone else or the police or this or Yeah, that. that's kind of like the biggest thing is dealing with cops. Like, I'm pretty sure people who listen to this show, there's probably some a-hole right now going out and doing, doing some dumb shit on the street. Like, you, you gotta know. <laughs> like, stop doing yeah. that. Oh, Spend course. six... No, I, don't, no. I don't know how... Like, we have track days here and they're like... Let's say... Like, we have like a little go-kart track here called Adams. And it's like it's like okay. twenty five bucks a run for an hour. And granted, yeah. don't get me wrong, like sometimes that track will be packed and in an hour you might get four runs in. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just that peace of mind, like you can thrash hard as you want. Yeah, you can absolutely throw yeah. down and you don't have to worry about anything. And it's like absolute carnage and people take pictures and videos of it. Like, yeah. I love it. And, like, there's, There's nothing better than going to the track. I, I agree. And because like I always grew up like around cars and then I, every time I saw a race car I was I was always memorized by it. Like never did I think I was gonna own one. We grew up fucking poor. <laughs> like <Yeah>. so <laughs> So finally when it happened I was yeah. like, Cool, like I don't wanna fuck this up or lose it, you know. Especially yeah. when you drop, you know, these cars cost upwards of what? Like the minimum you're gonna spend on a legitimate car is gonna be like ten grand. Yeah. Minimum. Like, if you're able to do it for 10 lucky, grand. Lucky I guess, fucking you. Yeah, USD, but... Yeah, maybe, like, an 8.6 10 years ago. Like, yeah, I guess I mean, maybe an yeah. RXA with a junkyard LS. But. Yeah, but, like, you know, a fully caged car, angle kits, coilovers, like, it's not cheap. No, no. Yeah, like, I don't really spend much money on stuff, like, angle kits, stuff like that. Like, we got, like, a... We got our hands on, like, a, a Wisefab kit. And we kind of, kind of copied it. No, did you really? <laughs> so we have like our own. Yeah, yeah, we have our own replica kit. <laughs> but, uh, looks, looks. It's got its looks own issues. Looks just like it. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit different. Like, I don't know if, how much better the Wisefab is, but uh, we ran into our own set of issues, I guess, with it. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was absolute hell. Like, the, the night before we went to Atlanta, we were, like, testing out the Wisefab, our Burns Fab kit, and, like, we bent full floor control arms, like, an inch and a half. So we had to, like, go from this, like, mild steel water jet part to, like, a QG100, so. And, like, I think we probably spent more money trying to replicate the kits than the actual kit itself. That's gotta be a fucking slap in the face. <laughs> To, bo- to both you yeah, and it's, Wisefab. It's all kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, you know, as long as you're not selling it, they, they really can't do anything about it. No, it was kind of just like me trying to be broke and make my own thing. And then I actually end up spending more money on it. Yep. And, like, not nearly, or not be nearly as good, so, whatever. Like, um, I actually went to the same guy I went to last time. He had, he had, like, just yeah. released a kit for the E46 right when I was ready to buy one. So I just bought his, and I was, like, his test dummy for it, which was probably, yeah. like... How did it work out? I don't know any. I don't know anything different, so it worked out great. Uh, yeah, that's what oh, I'm really? saying. Like, I was probably, like, the worst person to be his test dummy for because uh, I've never... I never drifted on an angle kit. I don't know. I have nothing to compare it to. He's like, what's it feel like? I was like... Feels great, man. 
<laughs> if you can't notice the difference, but you have more angle, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, that's... Like, we had, like, violent understeering issues and stuff like that, though. Well, you know, I'm also, like, a type of person that uh, I'll always, like, work through an issue, no matter what it is. I'll always find yeah. a solution. So, yeah. if that needs to, if that comes with, like, oh, I have to change something I'm doing, I'll do it. Yeah. So, you know, but some people are kind of, uh, they're like, no, this is how I do things, and it should work this way. I, I think I'm kind of, like, probably wording that terribly. Mm, yeah, or someone's like sense. set in their ways and they want something to work a certain way so like, yeah. like for instance wise fab might be best for somebody but somebody else might like SLR a hell of a lot better or PBM oh yeah like it's well if you talk to like one guy to the next guy one guy loves like wise fab and he'll the next guy will hate on it and same with every single mm-hmm. company seems like everybody has like success or failures with each I don't know. Well, depends on all the different kits. Like, I'm sure the BMW kit, kit's definitely not the same as like the RX-7 for wise fab, right? Yeah, exactly. But like, let's just say like, so, like the E46. So that, uh, who makes a kit for that? Wise fab makes a kit. Um, SLR makes a kit, and Part Shop Max makes a kit. And then there's also MG yeah. Solutions. Like, so many people make a kit for that thing. Oh yeah, like that's and wild. I think I think like FDF Fab makes a kit now too. And they're from you guys. Yeah, like there's so many like different. Oh, they're from Quebec. They're I from uh, Canada. Oh shit! I don't want to look. That has to be good then. Or you might even save money just fucking ordering from them. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'll have to hit them up then. Wonder if they do any RX8 stuff. Probably one way to find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, what else would you like to know? I guess about us or oh no, this is about what you. We it's do about or... you and your program. So, what was your? Mm. You already told us what your first program was like. That was just kind of you. Kind of stumbled into that. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what what made you keep going back? Keep going back. Sorry. I just maybe the desire to kind of try to get better and. I don't know, maybe one day beat Aaron Day, which is, he's kind of like our top mm-hmm. guy here, and it's very hard to beat him. Like, the last last year of five rounds, he won four of them. So maybe it's maybe my goal just to beat Aaron Day. <laughs> like, uh, when we lost over, like, our, our first event, we didn't qualify. I remember just being absolutely bummed out, like, crushed. And I was like, how did I not qualify? But there was, like, 22 guys trying to qualify, and obviously 16 made it in and my grandpa was there the only time he's ever came to like one of my events he passed away a few years ago but uh he looked over at me and was like oh somebody's gonna lose <laughs> just kind of clicked like that'll be us one day at the top but for now we're we're at the bottom we gotta move forward yeah. somehow so no that's i don't know but at least you expect those like that growing pain so to speak yeah like it's not a video game. You're not going to win every but single time. But it would feel a lot better if you like, did. Like, there's going to be... <laughs> yeah, it would be. That's the thing about the track. You go to the track and, like, you have a good day. And there's no better feeling. Like, everything's going good and you're on the podium. And it's the greatest day ever. They're champagne and high fives. But, like, there's days when you go to the track and you're scraping the car into the trailer. There is no worse feeling. Like, 
It is either the best day ever or the worst day of your life. <laughs> Matt is racing. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's uh. By the way, my my landlord just texted me and he's gonna come pick up the rent in a couple minutes. So just a heads up. But if I tell you, how right. to, yeah, um, sounds good. He usually stays to talk for like five minutes too. Uh, all right, tell me about it. Well, at least it's not a piece of shit. So, uh, yeah, it yeah, could be exactly. a lot worse. And he doesn't bitch about my car. So. How many cars do you uh, got right at your now? Place? I got the car. I have the race car in the garage, and then I have like, I have the shell on basically what is say uh, like a chassis dolly. Yeah. And then I have my truck, and then my girlfriend's car. So, and but everything's pretty much, with the exception of the race car, is outside. And then the car that's on the chassis dolly doesn't have any doors. It has nothing on it. Just like a bare shell. So you're that neighbor uh, as well. No, though? luckily we have a fence and a lot of uh, trees, so a lot of people can't <laughs> see it from the street. And I make sure, like, I put my trash cans up a certain way, so no one, so no one bitches yeah. about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that neighbor where like we have constantly stuff going on in the garage, and then we have like two FBs out back, and like the trailer, and I've got cars at buddies' houses and families' houses, and it's bad. Like we almost lost track of all my yeah. cars. you know what? Uh, my neighbor called the cops on me, a co- like a week ago. Uh, maybe yeah. two weeks ago. I was trying to get my shifter to fit. I bought a new shifter and it didn't fit correctly. So I was like, let me grind a yeah. little bit off real quick. It was like it was like 8.30 mm-hmm. at night. It was just an it's angle grinder, and it was just like an aluminum piece, but they called. So. That's, 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 I don't know. My neighbors are pretty good. I, uh, I used to have a really bad neighbor that used to live across the street from us, but uh, she has since moved. There, there was a point in time where I was idling my, my 86 trying to break in one of the motors on the, the driveway. It was like 11 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday, and nobody was around. Everybody's at work, and this guy was, like, cutting his shrubs in front of his house with a chainsaw. I was like, ah, oh, I guess I can, like, maybe idle the car while he's, like, cutting stuff with a chainsaw. And I went, fired the car up, threw, like, a block of wood down so, like, obviously go away because it doesn't have a proper mm-hmm. e-brake, just yeah. like the hydro. And I'm idling the car on the driveway, and he, like, the guy threw his chainsaw down and ran across the street to give me a shift for idling my car. Like, <laughs> it was, like, the craziest thing ever. Like, He's like, did you know. just turn that thing on? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, some people are... He's like, my wife's got a headache. Like, I, I don't like, even... Oh, my car's like, not... My car was never super loud at idle. Like, that's something I always wanted. I don't like it loud at idle, but when I'm... Like, I run, I run glass pads. Yeah. So it's typically quiet okay. and idle, like it's not too too loud. But once once like yeah. if I even touch the throttle just to like move it, it gets super loud real quick. But I also I also oh, have it shit. idling like at eight fifty. So Yeah, we idle like eighteen hundred RPM and we're straight piped. I rotary. fucking hate you so. guys for sure. <laughs> Dude so, uh, there's a guy us. here uh, <laughs> He actually works on Odie's team. Um, yeah, Aaron. Oh, Parker. really? That was loud. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking Christ, his car is so loud. So I don't know if he has a muffler on it right now, 
but I've heard it when he doesn't have a muffler on it and he's just idling and I'm just, you know, you can't have a conversation next to the car. I'm no, like, it's impossible. It's so loud. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Rotary guys, yeah, we're those guys. And then guys, had a like... turn down too. <laughs> it's... Yeah, we have ours like turned down at the wheels. We're like trying to catch the tire exhaust or the tire smoke on fire, but I think we need to get the like exhaust closer to the Is tires. Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Um, if I ever get figured out, I'll let you know. Maybe I'll send you some Sorry, pictures. Uh, the way I did. You ever see? The way. You ever seen like the Mad Mike pictures where he's got the the tires on fire? Uh, if if I have, it's been a while. If yeah, it's been a while probably. Uh, yeah, that's what we're going for. <laughs> Just trying to put on like a rowdy show for everybody. Well, yeah, that's that's what I love about this too. Is like if you know you're gonna fuck up, like at least look good doing it. <laughs> right. That that's what drifting's all about is just putting on like a one hell of a show for everybody. Yeah, I, I think, think that's that could be racing in general. But there's so many other forms of racing that. Or, I don't know, I find so boring. Uh, have you ever... Like, if anybody loves F1 or NASCAR, like, I, I don't know what it is, but I fall asleep every single uh, you time. You know, F1's a little bit more exciting, I'll, I'll say, um, yeah. than NASCAR, definitely, for sure. But when there's a wreck, it doesn't matter who's crashing, I want to see it. Yeah, I guess. You guys have a lot of sprint car racing uh, where you guys are There at? is a lot of sprint... I don't know about necessarily LA, uh, so to speak. But I know there's a lot of okay. sprint car racing like within <laughs> within the U.S. And um, actually, I had a conversation with some guy that's going to his dad, uh, some guy that's going to Pro Two this year, Dominic Martinez. His dad. Okay. Uh, they ended up buying a sprint car and doing sprint. Yeah, like that is a show to watch. It's I absolutely think, wild. I, he was telling me it's Those... so much cheaper than drifting. Huh. Seriously, I don't know yeah, about he's that. Like, uh, he's like, I spent ten grand on a, on a sprint. I don't know what he actually. I'm lying. It could have been ten grand. It could have been twenty. But he said it's a lot cheaper to run to, for like injury fees, tires. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going through every weekend. And then he said you actually have um, a purse to win when you do win. And that that drives me nuts about uh, drifting in general. No- it's just like. Even at the pro level, there's a lack of a purse. Like, what? Did, like, where the top teams win from winning the season? Like twenty grand or something like that. I don't. I don't know if there's a there's a championship um, fee. I think you. I thought you just won if you got like won an event. Like, what do you win if you win an event? Do you know? Is there like an actual I purse? I heard it was five grand, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. But in all honesty, like, I'm not in this for the money. <laughs> if I was in this for the no. money, I wouldn't be doing it. No, exactly. no way it would be. Like, but people have a tendency to forget that. Yeah, I guess. It would just be nice if it was easier to sustain through winning and such. Yeah, <laughs> it would give you more of an incentive to win. Yeah. But, um... What's his name? Uh, Chris Forsberg had mentioned like one year he was like it was kind of rough for them, and he ended up funding his whole yeah. season—not his whole season, but you know, like the majority of a season on winnings. 
Yeah, Are you serious? To that effect. Is that even? It was something to that effect. I'm not like 100 percent certain. Um, yeah. It's it's crazy how like the old original guys are still kicking around. And there's so many people that come up into the sport that kind of just fade away quickly. Um, I've seen, like, an interview with, like, Bill Baldwin a few years ago, and, like, he was talking about anytime there's, like, a new... I don't even know if there was Pro 2 at the time. Anytime there's a new driver in Pro, he used to always go out of his way to spend time with that guy and, like, talk to him because he's, like, you never know when, like, that's the last time they'll mm-hmm. be out, right? It's because it's so hard to stay in the sport, like, and, like, stay at that Pro level. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that, but it, it, well, perception is completely different from reality, but if you ever notice, like, a lot of those guys look like they all have their ducks in a row. Yeah. Uh, are you still, do you still have the Corolla? Uh, so what actually happened with the Corolla is I had uh, a teammate that wanted to try out drifting, and now I no longer have the Corolla. That that works, and then is the RX8 <laughs> going to be yours? Yeah, so yeah, we're looking at building our own car, or like our own RX8. What are your plans with that? We're kind of looking together. at uh, to make it a, a super competitive pro M car and something that would be a possible mm-hmm. entry level pro two car. So just like the the RX8, it's like better wheelbase, a little bit longer easier to find chassis and then looking to make quite a bit more power just i don't know to make it easier for us gotcha really. and then what uh what mode are you going to be running what trans it's all that fun stuff uh we're, we're saving our pennies and we have like big plans for the motor i don't really know so it's, it's either going to be like 13b or like something super crazy rotary and it all depends on what happens the next little bit here for us, but probably never be LS or anything along those lines, just because want to avoid the how easy they are to work on and how cheap they are to make power. You want, oh, you want to <laughs> avoid that? That makes sense. What if, <laughs> yeah, makes zero sense whatsoever. I'm so jealous of just, LS. Please don't do it, UJ. No, man, th- we we had this uh, Edmonton uh-huh. Motor Show. And uh, so it's like this big motor show. Like all the dealerships get together, and they like they have the show to like show off the new vehicles of the year. And they were we were lucky enough as like a series. They're like all right, you guys bring out your top ten drivers for a series, just kind of like show off and like show what's going on in like drifting, which is like super awesome because like what other form of racing can go to like this show where there's like seventy five thousand people coming out and like we do like a little demo kind of similar to what they had at like uh, SEMA or something like that, and the like different people you talk to that I don't know, are not around racing like there's guys coming out to us and they're like hey uh that arc 7 has that got like a 2j in it and you're like no it's like the rotary 13b like oh wow like you must have swapped a motor into that didn't you and it's just like uh no, that's how that's not how it works man uh, it was just wild but yeah we'll probably never ever go 2j or ls or anything like that we'll always try to stick with the rotary what do you, yeah. uh, did you plan on going back to FD with a little bit, a better program or maybe some more driving? Um, Wait, you know what? Hang on. I'm sorry. Before you answer that, what are you guys' tracks like? What are you guys' speeds yeah. like? Um, how really prepared are they getting you over there? 
uh, in the Spec D series to be getting ready for uh, FD. So, like, we have one main track, mm -hmm. Castle Raceway, and then we have another track, like, EIR, which is, like, a, a 3 8 oval. It's, like, a bank with walls, and then... So, Castle Raceway, it's a road course, and then we have uh, several layouts, and, like, one of the layouts there, like, our entry speeds are, like, 120 to 130, like, 30 kilometers an hour entry speeds and like stuff like that. Miles so an hour? We do have some higher speed miles an hour i'm not too sure yeah it'd be 80 miles an hour so that's kind of what we have for uh against mm -hmm. setup here and yeah like it would be nicer to have other track layouts but it's some pickings out here but it is what it is and we make the most of it and it is a good time uh like one of the drivers i compete with like last week like last thursday sent me a text message he's like hey what are you doing this week and i was like not a whole lot. He's like, you want to go to uh, Evergreen with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. So after work, basically uh, Friday, we would, like drove 15 hours mm -hmm. to Evergreen and check out Nissan Fest and then go, went to Sunday practice after just to kind of like help him get set because he just wants to get more track time at like other series basically. So there's always that option. It's like Evergreen's pretty close to us and the people at Evergreen are like, awesome people so like we met pat healed uh, uh patrick healed uh from the drift pro 2 uh in atlanta there and we kind of always kept in touch so then when we went down to seattle we kind of met up with him there and like he like he hooked us up like it was like family basically it was basically the best thing we could ever ask for it was just i don't know the camaraderie from him and like it made it easy for us to like go down there and run a practice just because I don't know it was like being at home basically we weren't alone type of thing but you got that after other tracks I don't know huh. when do you uh, you are you planning to hopefully get your license wait is your license still valid or is it only valid for this year uh, it'll be done at the end of this year here and we by no means plan on making our way back to Pro 2 this year. And not especially not in your current car. Yeah, just due to the lack of power. Yeah, like I don't know. Like I really feel like the the Pro 2 like rules are ridiculous just in the way they're set up there. Like they're set up for higher horsepower cars. They're not set up to make anything cheap really. Uh I I, I think I like, disagree. If they had I think... the yeah, they're really? not, they're not set up, obviously, okay, I'll agree on the fact that it's not set up to be cheap because Pro 1 isn't cheap, so they're trying to get you ready, like, hey, you're going to spend some money, get ready for it, um, but yeah. I don't think, well, I want to say like a 600 horsepower number seems to be like a solid number, I think uh, both Travis Reeder and Dylan Hughes were around, around that number somewhere, and they dominated the season last year. Yeah, but if you think about, like, the power that you need for, like, for, like, basically the 450 mark to the 600, like, you start looking at completely different gearboxes and diffs and this and that, like, the price jump on driveline alone is such a big jump, whereas if they ran a smaller tire, like a 235, and then had, like, a weight class around 2,500, I feel like it'd be way more competitive and you'd have a way better show. Really? Yeah, like when like with this car, it's kind of like with Pro Two in mind. Maybe not, maybe not this one, like because it won't pass tech 
for hefty. Uh, but like the other, one, the other one, the other one will make sure it does. <laughs> but like, you know, I want to make sure that it's as close to weight and everything uh, that I can. The only thing that like my this car won't pass tech is like the cage is kind of finicky in places, as well as some of the shit I cut out of the car that I wasn't supposed to. Uh, yeah. But I wanted to keep like the weight there, this case I ever do make it, and I just have to transfer shit over. You know, put a cage, do some fab work on the other chassis, and put everything else in the other car. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I really don't have a desire to ever, I don't know, kind of really go back unless a few things change, really. Like, maybe even practice time, like, not having two Was short it? practice sessions, like, having another full day of practice like the pros How do. How long is the practice? Uh, they're like a hour and, and a half session what, or two like hour session. Two laps if you're lucky. But then you have, yeah, four yes. laps basically to get like set up and dialed in. So the guys that are already running pro too, like they know what they need for gearing, what they know what they need to do for like basically alignment setup. So they're just kind of getting comfortable themselves for as, if you've never been to that track before. You know, you're kind I, of know is, like, I don't, I don't know how it is when you actually go there, but, um, like, a lot of, for some reason, a lot of people won't release their, like, setups. But, like, I don't think anyone's, I I've, yeah. I would never look for someone's exact setup. I would just kind of ask for, like, what do you think I should do in this situation? Like, uh, it's kind of like, hard to, mean, yeah, it's like, kind of hard to, to put into words, for me at least. Um, where, like, a lot of people on like maximum drift cast will say like oh you know i can't release too much information i'm like well what are you kind of holding back like what is the fucking thing because because i can tell you right I now i feel like once those I guys that are on out, that, i'm telling like, everybody and their mom <laughs> i feel like those guys on that level there like the pro level i feel like they don't talk about their exact setups i feel like that's like probably the one of the biggest things that separate I don't know. You and I from like the top level is like chassis setup. Like it's fairly easy to build. Like I'm well, not fairly easy, but basically anybody can make 600 horsepower. But not everybody can make a car handle like Chelsea did know for basically. Yeah. I... Does that he make also sense? Has, like a lot of experience, and I think that's what a lot of people. Maybe it's maybe it's something that you can't really put into words. Something you have to really experience to kind of take the whole grasp and understand. Um, but I noticed, like, some people will just be like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, like, on the last show, uh, Rad Dan was on, he had mentioned something, you know, he's like, I, you know, I can't remember the exact verbiage, but it was something to the effect of, you know, I, I can't say too much, or I shouldn't say too much, rather. Yeah, and, like, the way he kind of worried, kind of talked, like, he was saying that, uh, the guys, like, as in other pro drivers, would be upset if he was releasing yeah, how they set tell you. their cars up. Yeah, I wouldn't get. I'm not Do you know what I'm tell saying? Like, what, what yeah. Somebody else's setup is, but I'll tell you what fuck mine is. I don't give a shit. But if you, like, listen to. If you follow Stefan Papadakis and all those guys, yeah, he shares uh, everything. That's actually probably the only video, like, the YouTube stuff I actually do watch. And I just, like, I've been, like, pretty uh, vocal about me not giving a shit about YouTube content. Uh, but he, oh. <laughs> I hate YouTube. You post something to YouTube, you get like seven views. It drives me nuts. 
And you, like, you post the same thing to Instagram, and you have so yeah, many. Yeah, it's not for, I released one video. I don't know. It's still there. I haven't taken it down yet. Um, but eventually, I'll just take it down. And... <laughs> Nobody will notice type of thing, right? Unless someone does, just to be an asshole. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead. So why did, like... What's your desire to run Pro 2? Like, why do you want to run Pro 2? Mmm, shit, that's a good fucking question. Like, because, like, there's guys I run into at Evergreen there I've never met before, and we started chit-chatting. And almost, like, everybody, like, they just want to go Pro 2. And, like, what, why do they, like, why does everybody want to go Pro 2? Just, like, a bucket no, list type of thing for you? Or... I want to do this professionally to a certain extent. Yeah. Now, when I move it professionally, is actually because some people will take, oh, if you're doing it professionally, you're getting paid. Um, I want to do it at the top level. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, ne- maybe not necessarily get paid for it. You know, I like the field I'm in now, and I, I don't plan on leaving it. Um, unless someone's gonna give me like, yeah, you know, two hundred and fifty grand a year to drive and crash into walls. Cool, I'll do it. Uh, but that's that's not happening. So I'll stay. In, I just want to be. No. I want to be able to do it, you know, and self-sustainable. I think that's my goal, and do it because I want to, not because I'm getting paid to do it. I think once I get paid to do something, I'll end up hating it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is like for us for Pro Two that made us want to go there. But looking back, it was so much money that we spent on it in such a short period of time for literally no driving time whatsoever like i don't know why they don't have a a top 32 for those guys like 40 cars showed up to for the event we went to they could have easily filled the top 32 field um, i won't do it unless like i know the car's ready i'm ready i'm not gonna go in a brand new car and shit like that i won't do it like as soon as this car's done the other car is going to start getting built, like the cage and stuff like that, so I can swap everything over once it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, we thought we were dialed and ready to do it, but it was just such a big difference with, like, the additional weight and, like, the grippier tire. See, that's all. And not having the ability to go to, like, a, like a harder tire, that's I guess. A, that's another thing is, like, I've been trying to get on a tire, but it's just... It's like, okay, so either I run the tire I'm running now, which is like an Achilles, um, the ATR Sport 2s, or mm-hmm. I try super hard to get on a Nexon or Achilles program, and then I have to run either the Achilles 123s or the Nexon um, Sure Force, what are they, Sure Force? Sure G Force, whatever they are. Um, you know, just to kind of like be yeah. consistent and be ready to go, but it's just. I just don't know. I just don't see that happening. Like, I won't be able to afford it. Yeah, I don't know. I would try to, like, if I were you, like, so you guys don't really have Zestino in there. You guys have... Do you They're guys coming. Have oh, They're, they, ha- they didn't drop like Zestino did, though. There was some dude down here, and some dude, Ernie. Yeah, like, I, I, I never knew him or met him or ever. But uh, he did Zestino when it came here, yeah. and it, he blew it the fuck up when it got here and yeah and then oh really I, something happened 
So did you run Zestino's then? I wasn't driving yet. Shit. So. Okay. Yeah, it's like, like basically my Instagram lit up with that Ernie dude going missing. Yeah, and, I, <laughs> and then Zestino was dead basically after that. Which in is the States. super weird. I don't know what happened, nor do I care. Um, I mean, not not about him. I, I'm, I'm glad the dude's okay. <laughs> like, no, I don't mean like him. Like, fuck him. No, I'm, no, I'm glad he's okay. But, uh, like, yeah. it's none of my business what happened. But for some reason, I don't know why it just dropped off the way it did. So, it, it just yeah. didn't make sense. Well, yeah, like, I don't know. I find probably like the biggest thing for any other program driver is just getting on a tire whatever it. it is and mm-hmm. then just getting consistent that's why on I didn't, it. Yeah, like, yeah we yeah. have uh, at the drift league we have milestar tires that we have access to um and mm-hmm. i haven't heard anything i haven't heard a single negative thing about them i've even asked drivers who are driving like hey like what do you think of the tire like on the side they're like actually it's it's, it's a really good tire and i was like great but I've already been driving on these, so I don't want to change things up and then potentially have to like relearn. I feel like it doesn't really take that much away from the car that you have to relearn it. Like just like the guys going like on used tires and constantly changing like from one tire to used tire, like just like constantly just you know like uh trash bin tires yeah and then like there's no consistency at least if you are on a quote-unquote you know no i wouldn't say it's a shittier tire just like a less not as well-known tire at least it is consistent yeah this is also true but i also get points on a credit card i buy my tires online so Ooh, nice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I used to say like at uh, events there, have them say sponsored by Visa no, minimum payments, but I apparently know. that's no, very I, immature. I, luckily, I don't have any race car debt. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, uh, that's one You're thing lucky. I kinda, what I will do though is, I don't have a credit card like that, but my girlfriend does. So I'll be like, here's a thousand dollars. Order me a thousand dollars worth of tires. And she's like, thanks for the points. Yeah. We just got a free. We just got a free hotel. That's yeah, not that bad. I was, I was like, uh, I don't know. Dang, what credit card you got? Uh, How do you not have a credit card, man? I do have one, but it's just like an emergency one. Like, like, oh shit! I spent too much money. Let me use my credit card to get by for the next week. Yeah, that's what line of credits are for. Just use your line of credit. Thank you. So, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, like a race car line of credit is probably one imagine. of the most terrifying things on earth. When, uh, when does your season start, or has it already? <laughs> uh, so we had the demo here Don't a couple count. weeks ago, and then beginning in May, we have uh, practices starting like the first of May. And I want to say like May 17th. Wait, May 19th is our first event. So then we have four events this year we usually have five and then our last one will be in august like august 10th so it's like relatively short season then hmm. how many rounds you guys do four right or more and this year will be four we are first year of four rounds we usually do five 
Has your guys' um, car count been low? Uh, no, it's actually... So when I first started drifting, there was like 20-some cars that came out. Finally and then the, the year after, there was like eight, eight cars. Is it out? <laughs> Sorry, no, I've probably been out. mumbling the whole when time, he, too. When he said out, I heard it. <laughs> Roof or rough? Um, so yeah, like when I first started drifting there, yeah, we had 20 some cars and then the year after, like, it was basically like a huge crash in like the Canadian dollar and everybody was out of work and we had basically eight or nine cars showing up to an event, which was terrible. And then, uh, basically like Sean Hardham, he's taken the series and he's like grown it so well and like does everything for the series. And now we have 25 maybe even more cars show up to an event like car count is unreal and the level of driving has improved so much up here too like just in the last five years like it's just wild how much better everybody is now so like it's getting to the point where like even i don't know say like a qualifying run three years ago which you have been like qualified like top six guys or top five guys like you might not even qualify not now Oh shit! Actually, uh, I'm supposed to see Sean. What, in like six weeks for round two? Yeah. Yeah, you, you should yeah, be he's okay. coming back out. I think so. I could be wrong. Did you? <laughs> no. Did you compete in, in the first <laughs> round? There? Been on jack stand. It's been on jack stand <laughs> since uh, like January. <laughs> it's it's been in the same exact fucking Dang. spot. So I just, I don't want to, uh, I want to make sure that before I take it off the jack stands that everything works and I could just go test drive it. That's probably smart. I'm like the exact opposite. We rush through everything before just with anything in life and, uh, it always backfires on me. So I'm trying to do it where I actually finish something. And, and my biggest thing, I don't know if anybody else has this issue. Uh, reach out to me if you do, because I want to see how many people actually do this. I can never finish a single fucking task on this goddamn car. Um, you know, it gets, it I'm gets so boring. frustrated. My, That's what my it is. Whole, my whole plan like, was like, I'm going to do all the suspension. It's going to be done. I'm going to do the driveline. It's going to be done. I'm going to do all the fab work. It's going to be done. Like, maybe not necessarily in these orders. I'm going to do all the plumbing. It's going to be done. And then I'm going to do my wash. You know? Frustrating. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I hear you. Like, it feels like anytime you start on something, you just get super excited planning it and, like, drawing it out. You're like, oh, man, it's going to be great. And then you get halfway through it, yeah. and then it just gets boring. You're like, and I wonder what else is next. <laughs> and then you go to get back to it, and you waste so much time yeah, just, like, wondering where you're at. Um, like, for a long time, I ordered my suspension in February. It didn't show Like, two weeks ago. So I was like, great. And there was so much stuff like, I could have done in between that time while I was waiting. And I didn't do it, and so now I've been like 
on top of it every day. But now... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like, I find the biggest thing for us is just like, we'll have a list and we'll try to break it down what exactly you have to do and then go from there. Like, because at all times, like, I think one of my biggest costs for racing is probably beer. Like, getting guys in the garage and help them out. Because, like, at any time in the garage when we're working on stuff and trying to get ready for an event, we'll have. Me, one other guy is usually Dusty or Lane. And then, like, there's times where we have, like, three or four or five guys, like, in the garage. So we just have to, like, break stuff down and, like, get guys focused on one thing and just have them finish one task at a time and then move on to the next one. Another driver that, drive, that competes in the tank series with me, I had him do some, like, aluminum welding I needed done for my radiator and my, uh, my water pump. Uh, I had another buddy... Yeah. Um, out and weld in my rear uh, support bars for the uh, the cage. Another friend come out and clean off my heads before I put them on. Yeah. That's literally the extent of what I've had help. And th- not to say I'm ungrateful or anything. I'm very grateful. Uh, but that's just how little help I get. Like, they all have their own shit to do. Oh, really? Like, for me, probably one of the best parts of racing is just, like, hanging out in the garage and the guys and, like, I don't know, shooting the shit and drinking beers and hanging out and high fives and I don't know. I love that part. Like if I'm alone, I'm happy. Exactly. All by myself. It's just so much easier because then, like you know, if you start. No, like, if I'm alone in my garage, I don't know what it is, but, like, nothing gets done. I just sit there on Instagram and, like, search through Instagram. Whereas, like, if guys are there, like, I don't know, I never look at my phone and stuff gets done. And, I don't know, it's just way more fun. Uh, What are your goals for this season? This season here? Uh, I think my only goal for the season is to uh, beat Aaron Bay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about goals. Don't forget that. Be... Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. My landlord saw... I don't know what's going on here, but you like keep cutting out every like uh, two seconds or so. It's weird. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I wonder if it's I wonder if it's on my end. Would it help if I just called back here? Hang on, here I'll I'll end it and recall it real quick. Okay. Yep, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's better now, I think. (laughs)
so yeah, you're saying for this year? Sorry. Uh, it was plans for this year? I forgot what we were talking about. Goals this year, right, yes. Goals this year? Yeah, what are your what, goals, goals for this year? Goals for this year? Uh, me, uh, me personally, this year is probably just to uh, maybe beat Aaron Day and you know finish top three once again. But uh, in all seriousness, my probably my goals for this year is just to have a buddy that's starting out racing this year and just kind of teaching him and show him how to drift and get him to the point where he can compete at a pro am level, basically, and just try to grow the series around our area. Just where people are having fun, I guess. And let's... You're a nice guy. Uh, how long have your uh, friends been driving? Or haven't been yeah. driving, rather? Uh, my buddy here that's mm -hmm. learning how to drift this year, uh, he came out for a, a practice last year, and he's never been in a drift car. And I took him for one lap, and he didn't say anything for the rest of the night. And we live about an hour away from the, the track. And <laughs> about 50 minutes away from home. And first thing he said all night, he's like, so how much is this going to cost? It's like, how much is what going to cost? Drifting. I'm like, everything then, you got. And then, and then some. <laughs> so no. Yeah, yeah. Everything you got. So, yeah, basically this year we're just going to try to help him get set up. Like he built an LS-powered RX-8. And then he's just got some knuckle mods and some coilovers and we're just trying to get him to the point where he can sustain drift basically and have fun doing it and like build a sustainable program to maybe run pro-am in the future so yeah i don't know um there's so much going on in our series i just want to kind of maybe help a bit more with our our am series and stuff like that so don't really have the desire to run Pro 2 anytime in the future unless things change. So maybe it's just to help grow yeah, our series, okay I guess. With that. So, yeah, yeah. This year, what do you got planned year? here for next year? Not this year. fucking die. Say this year or next year. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> you know, like, I, you know I'm a very, one. like, Mm, aggressive driver like I really like you know full throttle stuff like that and uh but my yeah I, that's just that's I'm a huge fan of it and that's just kind of how I've always driven to begin with like especially when I was 17 with yeah. the Honda you know what I'm saying yep and uh I kind of yeah. I just want to keep doing that and get better um, I really don't have a whole lot of experience drifting. You know, I'd be lying if I said I did. I've, you know, that's something I'm super open about. And, uh, yeah. But I really would like to license by next year. Um, if that, for that to actually happen, okay. you know, I know that's, that's kind of a, a stretch or like a, a big, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what word I'm looking for. Um, it's a large goal to achieve, especially with such little experience driving. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it, it can possibly happen. It's it's a possibility. Maybe not for me, but, you know, somebody out there, it could be a possibility for. There are people who have only driven a handful of times, got their license right away. So. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, I think. Who would that be? Other than, like. I think Corey Austin. If anyone comes to mind. If I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, he got yeah, he no got his way. license the first year. Really? I don't know how much drifting he did before that. But did like didn't he like come out with like crazy sponsors uh, and everything this first year? That he told on Maximum Drift Crass is he hit up K Sport and they had a car. And he kept and he kinda like just kept hitting oh, them up. Damn. He was kinda persistent and they were like, Sure, let's see what you can do. And I think, yeah, I (laughs) think he said he got his license like the first year. But I could be wrong. Uh, But, yeah, that's different for everybody. So what do you think of uh, Adam Nelson getting his license without competing in any pro-am or shootout competition? We fucking talked about it on the last episode, and unfortunately it didn't record. But here's what I will say about this. At first I was like, fuck that, that's bullshit. He shouldn't be able to get his license. And then I kind of understand why. Um, I He's a helper. No one can take that from him. Um, they really can't. He maybe he didn't go get yeah. a license at a traditional pro am. And yes, I, I do believe he does have the everything at, at his uh, uh, with it. Damn, what's the word? Yes, that's it. Everything at his disposal to, to go to go through a pro am or <laughs> yeah, even like- a shootout. Um, but the guy can drive. Like, you know, anybody who says he can't drive is kind of is lying to themselves and to everyone else they're telling that to. Uh, the guy can really drive. And I, I, just, I just wonder why he didn't, though. He, like, why he was just he like, hey, like, can the I? Series because it's, he, like, he was on the podcast last night with Maxim Driftcast. He was like, I just fucking wanted to see if they'd see if they'd give it to me. If they gave it to me, I was going to go for it. And I and I, and he seems very humble. Yeah. So. No, like. Uh, yeah, he doesn't seem like a snob no, really. or like a like a dickhead. Like, oh, I'm better than everybody. He seems he seems very. Like I'm just seeing where I'm at. I want to, you know, this is a new, the way he said it was like a, yeah. a new challenge for himself, and I really respect that because I'm, you know, I really respect people who like challenge themselves and want to see what they can do. Um, that's. Because I'm, I'm kind of the same way to a certain yeah. extent. Uh, so I, I hope he does well, and we'll see what he does. But I was yeah. fucking, I was like, fuck that guy. That's like a slap like, in the face for all of us Pro-Am drivers at first. But then, it really, it, it is. <laughs> but, you know, it I basically is, though. Why they gave it to him, why he petitioned, and why, um, well, not, like, why he decided to just go that route. It, it will yeah. be good for this. Like, it will be good for the series and, like, for drifting in general. Because there's so many people that, like, I honestly, I do not think he's going to do well. But, like, it'll just help yeah. show he, people how yeah. hard it is to make it. Like, he's going to be the best guy to do it. Because, like, he's got he's going to have all the funding that's going to be required. And he's going to have this awesome viewership. But, like, to grind it out event after event and like, qualify, like, it's such a big overtaking. Instagram page, I had posted about it. And, uh, the the best person's response was from Spike Chin. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's also a Pro Two driver, and his response was, "He's like, what's good for yeah. FD is good for all drivers. Doesn't matter who you are." And I was like, "That's a very fucking valid point." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it helps bring eyes to like it helps to bring eyes to the sport and like show what's yeah. actually going so, on in the sport. That's, that's the thing. 
to look at. I, I wish him the best. I, I think, hope he does well. I think he will do well. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know if he will, I, though. I, I will agree with you on that is because like, doesn't he tend to, he has a tendency to do well, like, on a, I don't know what tracks he's driven, but he's, like, done super well on, like, a, like slower setups, slower cars. Um, but who knows? Mm -hmm. He might fucking, I think he'll, I think he's going to do well, though. But what were you saying? But all those guys there, they all throw down. Like, it is wild. It's such an eye-opener to see those guys, like, live in real life. And, like, even, uh, what's what's Kelsey her name Rollings, there? Yeah. Ch Kelsey Rollings or Chelsea Rollings? Yeah, like, when I first, like, <laughs> seeing videos of her, I was like, oh, yeah, she'll be easy to beat. And then you go there, and it's just like, and then you go there, and she's like, she's like, Holy really shit, well. like she, she is really well throwing down. It's like year. I do not belong here. Like it is like everybody's at such a different level. It's like hard to comprehend. Like you watch videos of it, and you're like, oh yeah, I can easily be there. And then you go there and it's just like fuck, I do not belong. <laughs> is that your I don't know. It, it's it's wild, like how good everybody is there. Atlanta? Yeah, but like it's weird because like coming down the hill, like Everything feels natural. Like, if if we had a dialed car, if we had, like, the tires that we can typically run or we can, like, switch between tires and stuff like that, it would have been an absolute blast. Like, it doesn't feel super fast. Like, it doesn't feel sketchy. Like, I've run, like, our, like, road course. It's slower by far, but it's far, like, way sketchier. Like, if you make any wrong movement, you're done. Like, your car is done. You're written off. Whereas, like, that, it felt for? very natural. I don't know. Yeah. So, we removed Zestino from the car, and we had Spec D on the car instead of Zestino, because you're obviously not allowed to Zestino down there. But, yeah, we ran our Zestino car down there. Uh, we ran Nexons. It was... It was way too much. Like it was the same as like the the 180 Treadwear Gredge, which is obviously no good for our clutch because we roasted a clutch. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's just such a different level. Helping somebody out who's getting into pro am this year. Um, you want to? He won't be getting to pro am this year, but he'll be Nobody, hoping okay, he'll try to get to pro am next year, type of thing. You don't mind me asking. Well, with, with that, uh, so, like, we're basically getting him just into a basic uh, setup for, like, an RX-8 that'll be reliable. So he's got uh, an LS that's been, he's got, like, a sloppy mechanics or whatever it's called, uh, stage two cam. So he's making decent amount of power. He's got a uh, Super T10 transmission. And just going to try to make a really reliable car and go and just basically learn how to drift. Try to get as much seat time as possible. Uh, well, why didn't you make this yeah. decision? Yeah. Why? Because I like to do ridiculous things, I guess. Do I don't know. The whole stigma of the LS versus the, the uh, 2J. Um, I think the 2J is overpriced. And they're hard to get your hands on. And if it was me, I would definitely go LS every single day. Just because you can make so much power for so cheap. And 
it has so much torque like for drifting it's kind of like you want to get your tires spinning as soon as possible get up to like the proper rpm range and then like once you're there the car floats in that kind of window right and i feel like a big torquey v8 just helps so much for that it was so easy going from like a, a rotor you have to be like within a certain window to that ls car because no matter where you are you could just kind of floor it and tires are spinning and stuff's happening and everybody's smiling i guess 420 and i still had a clutch kick a whole bunch of times (laughs) yeah (laughs) like on our our bank course Uh here it's like a small 3.8 oval and we're running like a, a t56 tranny and an ls1 and yeah, we basically had to clutch kick the entire time away, like around the bank, just to keep the tires spinning. But it's still easier than like a rotary, which you have to be within oh, a really? certain operating oh, RPM shit. range. Yeah, like like we have to basically be like five thousand RPM to like eighty eight hundred, right? And anything below that, oh, and the car is flat on its face. Hey, uh, now that because two rodeo drivers that I know that do it, when they're just sitting there, you'll just hear them hit the throttle. Is that to cool your car down? They'll just kind of like repeat. Uh, say it again. Um, I don't know about that. Maybe uh, the car is having like idle issues or something like that. I don't know. Or does the car kind of sound like yeah, rap, folks. rap, like kind of like a lopey sound or? Um, I don't know. Maybe just odd things with that car. <laughs> yeah, we're super loud and annoying, I guess. Um, any any recommendations for people getting into pro am uh, specifically? Maybe not necessarily drifting. I kind of think um, you know, that's that's been covered so much. If you still have a fucking question about how to get into drifting, find a rear wheel drive car, drive it. <laughs> yeah, fine. Find whatever car you like to drive and, like, go drift it. Um, no, seriously, just try to make it as reliable as possible to get as much seat time as possible and, like, try not to make way too much power off the bat, really. Because, like, more power you make, the more expensive it's going to get and the less seat time you're going to get. Just try to make cheap power with, like, a solid rear end and, I don't know, have fun. Yeah, go hang out with your buddies. Make friends. That's the best part about drifting. Like you, like when I first started going the track, I knew nobody, and and now they're basically my second family, I guess. My like now it's come to the point where, like we spend so much time on racing that. If you're basically like one of my friends that's outside of drifting, it's it's very hard to spend any time. Like all my close friends now are all very involved with my race team yeah, or with I don't, drifting I don't in general. My friends outside of drifting, like I have, there's one that lives literally four fucking miles from my house. I, it's just what it is. Like I'm like, but hey, I'm working on the car. If you want to come by and hang out, you're more than welcome. To. It's. And if you're not into it, it seems like it's very boring, right? You know, it's almost like fucking baseball. You gotta wait till something happens. 
like if you don't know how to fabricate or whatever it is like what are they gonna do sit there with their hands in their pockets right yeah they're pieces of shit <laughs> are you serious what are you doing You need to spend more money on beer then to get uh, your buddies uh, helping their know, race car, I guess. When I'm, when I'm, working, I'm, I'm drinking tonight because of the show, but that's about it. No, no, I'm not saying drinking heavily. I mean like a or, right, like one or two beers. <laughs> Damn. Um, Uh, I'm not really too sure. You know, I like we've been talking for quite a while now. On the uh, Instagram questions, because I actually didn't fucking ask them. I was so busy at work. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, but you did. Did you get any Instagram questions? You could, you could, you could screenshot the screenshot. Uh, I got. Pretend like I'm asking. Like. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I probably could. Um. We've, we've talked about of all of them. It's just like, talk about the brothership that is drifting, which, man, it's, drifting is your family, basically, once you get into it. Uh, Rotaries, FD Atlanta, talked about that. Talked about it. What is a good drift car hey, for beginners? Hey, hey, hey. 240s, for beginners. talked about that. They're super easy. 240s? Except for they're expensive. What is, what's a 240 worth? Yeah, price. down where you're at. 100 bucks, up to like five grand for like a relatively decent one, and then everyone thinks they're going to get rich the 10 grand ones um and to be honest if if it comes to that much money don't buy a fucking 240 because you're just you're yeah just, i don't know these cars are disposable yeah um 350z seem to be like a big thing now the c chassis is the most And then it's like, what does it take for uh, safety equipment to drift? I guess that all really uh, depends on your series you know what? and what you want to do, I guess. A suit, gloves, the correct helmet, not a fucking motorcycle helmet. Don't ask me why, because uh, I don't know. <laughs> but just but just buy the correct one, because you don't want to be the Pause last the stuff. Up and you're like pissed off because you drove for six hours. And, and... Yeah, go buy the G-Force or Summit Racing one. <laughs> I got, I got one question asking about Norm's 240, which is like a uh, guy down here that like kind of had an issue with the car and crashed the car, and we all kind of got together to help him out. Um, I guess that would be the brothership of drifting. Um, my last question I had was like, how much wood would would a woodchuck chuck for woodchuck could chuck wood? Yeah, there's like a. Is there actually? Stupid answer. Just the stupidest the question is obviously, um, but it's like a stupid answer and it's kind of funny, or it ruins the joke altogether. Mm, shit. <laughs> no. Either way. Thank All you, right. sir. Well, 
thanks for uh, letting me ramble on and mumble on on your show, and uh, good luck, and thanks for kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a life, and then I was like, oh, I have to finish the car. How, how did you start the show? Was it one? Yeah, like, I don't know. I appreciate it. And, like, listening to, I haven't listened to them all, but I've listened to a few of the different Pro-Am guys. And, I don't know. I like uh, it because it's, it's so different, right? Maxim and Driftcast used to do a lot more for Pro-Am. Well, not a lot more. They just, you know, there's, it has been a while yeah. since they kind of had, like, been doing it. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me, I want to do something that's specific to Pro-Am. Like, I don't really discuss SD. You know, we'll, we'll talk about, like, a little bit of Pro 2 stuff, because that's where everyone's trying, well, that's the point of, maybe not the whole point of doing Pro-Am, but it's, you know, the majority of doing Pro-Am is to get to Pro 2. Um, so, I'll kind of discuss on that a little bit, and I'm a huge fan yeah. of it anyways, uh, but I try not to t- discuss it too much. Yeah. It was just, you know, I didn't have any information when, uh, when I was looking into it, and, uh, and I know that, like, I'm I'm able to kind of catch on to things. Like, I'll go, I do have at my my disposal to go to two different um, Pro-Am series, like, within, you know, an hour and a half drive, or Irwindale's yeah. fucking 12 minutes from my house. So, you know, I, yeah, so I do have that. I'm so jealous. You know, I know that a lot of other people didn't, so I was just like, well, let's hear what these other assholes are doing not only am i gonna take a lot from this like to learn from what other people are doing like hey you know you're doing too much you're doing too little you know but other people are gonna learn those same things and that's kind of why this whole show Mm -hmm. exists yeah well every series is different i can't believe that so so Thank you, yeah, well, sir. thanks for uh, everything, man. I appreciate that. Good show. Hopefully, if anybody's listening to this, if it sounds like shit, I'm sorry. There's a microphone <laughs> issue with my previous setup. My mic went out. Um, but if you want to go ahead and, how can people reach you, man? Uh, just reach out to me on Instagram at John Bernstead. That'd be the the way to get a hold of me. I have a Facebook, but that's literally just for like my aunties and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, my only way is uh, just on Instagram at John Burnstead, J O N B U R N S T A D, and that is it. Um, All right, man. Yeah. And then you want to do any sponsor shoutouts? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Want to thank uh, obviously Zestino Tires for the super rad car. Uh, Lang Shop, they're uh, our, our paint sponsors. We have uh, Shocker Mechanical, it's like a local shop here in town. Uh, Ford Cruising is like the rotary guy in Canada. Like if you need rotary parts for anything, he's the guy. Uh, we got a- A&D Automotive, it's a local shop here. Uh, we have uh, Ross Distributors, which is a mobile one distributor here in Camrose, and uh, CJ Sign Shop. Um, we have uh, Strebs Automotive automotive which is like a, a napa here in town here which is like our first sponsor and they're awesome. the greatest all right man so thank you again dude yeah, yeah. Good night. all right all thanks right. man hey too